Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for tuning in today. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Use Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We are in season four, so we are so excited to have you here, and we invite you to join us as we discuss perspectives that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out and join us on social media at info at fusedmarriages.com. Hey, hey. What is going on? It is a new day. Um, You know what? January is always kind of, you know, one of those months is everybody trying to get back rolling. Yeah. Kids, you know, trying to get back in school. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, everybody trying to get back to work. We had, you know, vacation with the, you you know, Christmas and then New Year's and just trying to, you know, it it, it may take a second for some people. Yeah. Just a a little while. But, you know, it's, it's one of the things I think we look at as like a fresh start, a new beginning, mm-hmm. a, a chance to try some new things, evaluate how things went the last year. So we did some of that. Um, we've yeah. done some of that here with Fuse Marriages, personally with your family and goals. So we are looking to a really great year, um, some some new ideas that we're going to be bringing here. Um, we hope that you are also making some new decisions in your life and um, you know, evaluating what worked, what didn't work, what what can I amend and change so that we can keep progressing. I think that that's what it's all about. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I like the idea you said planning, right? Planning yeah. and kind of like preparing for something. Yeah. I mean, how do you prepare or want something without the preparation and the planning? Speak that. Speak that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, maybe some people can just fall into something. Everything just work out how it's supposed to. But typically, even if something is already supposed to be for you, you still got to plan and prepare for Come it. On. Come on. This is evolution, <laughs> y'all. Because when we first met, he's like, I just go with the flow. I don't, and I That's am not the total. True. That, is, that wasn't true. But That's I true. am the total opposite of that. But to your point, I think it's really important that um, we as individuals, we in union with our spouses, our partners, our friends, that we have... Um, a common goal, right? And mm-hmm. you have to identify, hey, where are we going? Um, what is it that we want to accomplish? And how do we get there? What are some of the things that kind of push back against us? What are some of the things that we need to overcome or some challenges that we might face? It's, it is um, just, I guess, a life kind of thing that I've learned that I'm sure a lot of people have too. It is poor planning not to pour, not to posture yourself for possible opposition. Mm. It's good. We're planning not to posture yourself for proper opposition. Man, say so, that real fast. I can't do it. <laughs> so considering, hey, I this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. These are the possible challenges that I will face in doing that. So how can I position myself so if, in fact, that happens or it doesn't happen, um, then I'm still moving forward. That's the reason that you get life insurance. That's the reason that you get car insurance. Um, That's why you set aside money for your children to go to college. It's that, hey, just in case this happens, I want to make sure that I'm I'm positioned properly for it. And in saying that, that kind of brings me to our topic today, because our topic today um, centers around this word resilience. Why don't you talk through that? Yeah, and actually, I mean, the, the topic, I, I wouldn't say necessarily center around it, but I guess we can kind of form it around that. But I think it's a word that was just, you know, I was just thinking about it and it came across and I'm like, I didn't know. I mean, I shouldn't be ignorant enough to say this, but I'm going to say, I didn't know what resilience meant. Well, like you go to the. Not. Some people might not. All right. I'm okay with admitting that. Okay. So I said, you know what? It was just on my heart, on my spirit. Kind of like, let me just go see what it means. Right. Okay. And um, so I went and looked it up, y'all. I'm going I'm going to read it straight from. Google, the dictionary Google, right? Resilience. Mm -hmm. Here's what it means. 
the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. All right. Part two of that, the ability or of an, a substance or an object to spring back into shape. Okay. So to spring back into shape yeah. or to come back from a challenge. To come back, to recover okay. quickly from difficulties. Okay. Right. And so what it made me think about is like, okay, am I resilient? Do I have resilience? And I had to say, okay, do I have the ability to recover quickly? Mm-hmm. Right? Because then I'm thinking like, okay, if you have a relationship, marriage, family, whatever, right? A relationship, we're not talking about romantic, but just relationship, friendship. Mm-hmm. Do you have the, is your friendship or relationship, is, is it resilient? Mm-hmm. And are you resilient in that relationship? Do you have the ability to recover quickly from difficulties? So not saying difficulties aren't going to come. Right. But can you recover from that? Mm -hmm. And the idea of the part two of definition says, can you recover from that quickly and get back to your prior shape? Mm. So not that you just recover, you recover to get back to at least to the state of you were, hopefully there or better. Right. I think that's interesting because, you know, I think in terms of sports a lot of times. Yeah. And when when we watch, for example, a basketball game, if you like sports and you're watching a basketball game and you see, um, you know, a player like, you know, miss a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he goes, he tries to make a, a three point. It bounces off and he kind of is frozen. He doesn't go for the rebound. He doesn't he doesn't move across the court. He's just right. like, I miss my shot, you know, and his mind is on that. For the rest of the game, you wouldn't call that a great player because they're unable to jump back in. They're unable to kind of say like, okay, let's recover quickly. And in a relationship, if we have you, we miss a shot, something happens. It doesn't go our way. We thought something was going to fall. It didn't fall into place. You know, I thought somebody I was going to pass the ball. They were supposed to be there. They weren't there. They didn't catch me or whatever the case may be um, without the ability to recover from that the trajectory of the relationship can just keep going down mm-hmm. the wrong path, just like it happens in a game where they don't recover. And now they're missing all their shots because they're thinking about something that happened before. They're yep. unable to kind of stay in this moment to say, okay, I'm going to deal with that. Let me focus on the, the here and now. That's real talk. I mean, you know, that sports psychology is one-on-one. I think each of us have to ask ourselves yeah. on a personal level, am I a resilient person? Yeah. Yeah. Do I have resilience? Do I have it? Yeah. So in talking about that, there's a couple of things that, that I want to dive deeper okay. into. And I think it kind of gets us to the word of the day. So all of this talk about resilience really takes us down the path to the discussion of boundaries. And I really find this as an inter- interesting connection. So I really want you to jump into how do resilience and boundaries work together? Yeah, you always be trying to set me up so I can just <laughs> catch the alley. Ooh, I <laughs> like how you do that, work. though. No, I mean, I think in every relationship, right, there are some kind of boundaries that have to be set. Yeah. Right. And you talk about boundaries, you're talking about, you know, between us as a partner, right? Maybe how we talk to each other. Okay. How we interact with our family, mm-hmm. how we interact with you. If you have bonus kids, I don't call them step kids. You have bonus kids, how you interact with them. Yeah. How you interact with your work, mm-hmm. right? Boundaries for work and how, what that looks like. And the, our ability to really understand of setting proper boundaries. I think I just want to have us have a discussion, right, to hopefully maybe help you guys have a discussion about boundaries. Yeah. We all struggle and deal with them, you know, have to set them and this, that, and the other. So I just want to open up the dialogue to kind of start some discussion on that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we want you guys to join us in this conversation. So email us, info at fusedmarriages.com, comments, um, send this to your friends as we kind of have this global conversation because boundaries is something that is not even limited um, to like um, just your individual self. As Mm -hmm. Michael was saying, boundaries, we have boundaries in government. We have boundaries in healthcare. We have boundaries um, in our parental relationships. And sometimes they, they shift. And at different points, we have to be willing to shift with them. But it's important first that we establish them um, in the beginning. So let's talk about how do we establish boundaries? Yeah, I, I think, you know, and we've we done we've done a little research on this. Right. Mm-hmm. And actually a little um, practice. Right. Because we <laughs> we in a relationship. We got stuff we try to figure out and set boundaries on where to right. set them at. But if we're looking at it right, you got to basically be able to first it starts with communication. Right. Mm-hmm. I got to be able to communicate to you or to whoever and say, hey, here's a desire that I have. Yeah, that's big. That to me is boundary lesson 101. Yeah. Do I have the ability to tell somebody else, Hey, you know what? This is what I want mm-hmm. and be clear about it and not having to dance around it. Not giving, you know, analogies about what you think you need this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. I got to be able to tell them, here's my desire. That was, that was a two part. And that's a really loaded one. Like we could mm-hmm. definitely spend the rest of the show just being able to, to talk about communication, yeah. but communicating your boundary. As you said, it's a two part. It's being able to communicate it clearly and for it to be received and communication, like the point of talking is so that you can be understood. You know, it's, it's exploring ideas, all of these things. But in doing that, I can't, I can't, for example, um, cuss somebody out because they stepped on my shoe and that be an understood boundary. Like we have to be able to have a civil conversation and that's, you know, we do a lot of premarital counseling and that's one of the things that we talk about is, okay, what are, what are the boundaries in the relationship? What are the boundaries for parents? What are the boundaries for extended family? But being able to say, Hey, I need you to do the dishes at night because I don't like things left in the sink. And for you to understand, okay, so what you're needing from me is for the dishes to be done at, at night. And we and that has to be done every night. Every night, that's really important to me. And, and that's like a really basic example. But being able to have a conversation where you're both communicating and you feel heard, not just that you're saying something. Um, that's, a, that's big communication, kind of 101. Just saying something is not positive or effective yeah. communication. It has to be received and understood. And for you both to have kind of this understanding of where you're going with this. So... Telling people what you want, telling people what you desire, not feeling the need to, um, you know, be dismissive of the, the things that you want, but also making sure that you don't overextend yourself. Talk to you that a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to take a step back before I jump into that, because okay. I think I think it's important for us to kind of at least maybe dig a little bit, okay. you know, in the time that we have. But like, you know, I think one of the important boundaries that we should talk about, um, let's say we as in couples or family members, whoever, like, you know what, how do you communicate to me? Mm-hmm. Right. There's certain boundaries, like you know what. There's certain words you shouldn't use. Maybe you don't. You know what? You when you raise your voice, mm-hmm. you know what? I don't. I, that doesn't. I can't. That doesn't work for me. Good. You know when you if you cuss or when you get angry, you slap your you know hand on the table. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for me because I may have some other stuff that I've dealt with in the past. But like to me, that is. I mean, I'm pretty sure you know people are struggling with that. Like right, you know what? Mm-hmm. I have this amazing spouse, but. There's these times like they just they seem like they talk sideways to me mm-hmm. and I shut down or you know what? It gets explosive between us as a, you know, as a couple or uh, family we've members. We've been guilty. We, we're talking from experience. We think I've been guilty. And, and learning how to communicate is 
in itself a skill, like yeah. being able to communicate what you need and then understanding, okay, that didn't work and mm-hmm. being able to shift, being able to say, okay, that didn't work. Why didn't that work? I thought that I said this. What did you hear me say? Because even in kind of this back and forth that, that we do in yeah. communicating, there might be a way that you're, you're accustomed to and you have to be kind of put your pride down and say, that's how I've done it. That doesn't work for this. I can't, I just can't say, well, that's just how I am. That's just how I right. talk. That's just what I do. That's not, that's selfish, really. I mean, ultimately to say, hey, I want to be in a relationship, but I want you to do everything that I say and take everything that I give and not have yeah. anything to say about it. Um, so I completely agree. Establishing boundaries, even in how you communicate is yeah. is major. Um, so anything else you want to say on that? No, no, no. We can move on to what your 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 actual question, which I didn't answer. I mean, <laughs> I how, went back. And it's in terms of um, making sure that you don't overextend. Yeah, when you're talking about boundaries. Absolutely. I, I I think you know boundaries are in place to like you know what really to protect us mm-hmm. as individuals, right? And uh, maybe not a communication standpoint, but it could be right. But like you know what people let's say people are always you know. Hey, Tristan, would you mind cooking? Hey, Tristan, would you mind doing this? Hey, Tristan, would you mind doing that? It's like, you ultimately, if there's no boundaries there on how you operate within those people, you're going to get overextended. Mm-hmm. I would too, right? They like to keep, they, the, you know, the world will keep pulling at you and really not in a, in a way that they're doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. But there's, in reality, there's no boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. I may have family members who want to, you know, call me, you know, after nine o'clock. Unless it's an emergency, people really don't call me after nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. They just don't. It's just a boundary I've set. We didn't even have to. I didn't have to speak it. I can say, "Hey, don't call me yet after nine o'clock." I just like you know, hey, if you don't mind, you know, just if it's important. Just you know, call me in the morning if it's an emergency. Definitely, give me, hit me up, mm-hmm. let me know. Mm-hmm. So like that's just a boundary so that I don't overextend myself. I'm not having a you know a random conversation mm-hmm. at nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. I just don't. You know what I mean? That's my time to kind of. Un- un- unwind down I probably I'm sleep but like you know what I mean but it's <laughs> my time to find sleep it. for sure yeah I'm probably gonna sleep but that's one for you so it's so and then that doesn't we're not saying that that has to be right. for you or, or your you know listener or friends or anything like that but it is important to establish boundaries that protect not just your relationship but protect you as a yeah. person making sure that you are getting what you need um and not taking on more that mm-hmm. is definitely a Tristan life goal um so I don't know if there's anybody out there like me but I often will just kind of say yes and I'm evaluating currently like okay why is that because it's not necessarily bad things mm-hmm. um and I know a lot of you guys are like that out there where you're, it's not like necessarily it's challenging to do whatever you're being asked to do but it's still something that you have to say okay can I take this on can I say yes with my whole heart? Mm-hmm. Because if you can't, then you're really doing a disservice to yourself because you know you want to give more. You wish you had more energy. You wish that you could. So, um, you know, establishing boundaries as, as we're having this conversation, I, and I don't want to forget about how this helps us to be more resilient. Um but establishing boundaries so it helps us to kind of be able to flow better by not taking on too much um, and we're able to communicate what it is that we want. But also creating boundaries, um, you know, you you can't control, um, you know, how people respond to that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one of the things I've learned, and this is not, you know, a Michaelism or a Tristanism, I think it's some, I think it's just a common thing that when you're trying to set boundaries, like you can put a boundary out there and tell somebody what your boundaries are, but you can't control how they're going to respond to it. Yeah. 
or what their response is to it rather, right? They can say, you know what, no, I don't really care about that. You get I me? Mean? But the fact I still that still shouldn't stop you from putting the boundary out there. Right. right? If you say, Don't call me, we're using the phone call, don't call me after nine o'clock and call you at at, at nine oh five or ten o'clock, then you have a choice then, okay, what are the consequences for that? You know, I just won't answer the call. Well, it could be an emergency. Well, I mean, I told them less than you know too many times that happens, you just gotta it's the boundary you, you've set. If I'm getting called at work, right? Let's say I work from from eight to five, and let's say I've set the boundary. You know what? At five thirty, it's family time, and my pager starts going off. Yeah, you did. You said it. Pager. You did. I did. You did. Pager. Mm-hmm. See, they say hey, they listen right now. They're like pager. What is what is a pager? What is a pager? Hey, but my mind went back to 1994 just for a split second, and that's what I my mind it went to pager. pager. You said it out loud. It didn't even like roll off. Hey, your it sounded so right when I said it, so wrong. but it was so wrong because I mean, it's just. Hey, I mean, the technology has changed. I'm with technology, y'all. You know, what I mean, I got my phone here. You know, but hey, my mind went there. It okay, my mind went there. Okay. Can we go move past that moment? Yeah. So let's go back to what I was saying. Um, it, if if you at work and you get a phone call, and probably not, you know, from from your from your house phone, probably from your cell phone, you got a <laughs> you cell phone call. It. Yeah, you get a cell phone call, and you it's like, it. and it's like, hey, you know what? It's, I'm getting called at after you know how many times that that's gonna happen, right? For my that boundary, I got I can, I got to ultimately tell my manager, mm-hmm. tell my my employees. Or whoever else need to, like, that's actually doing that to kind of say, hey, you know what? Right. This, this is Michael's boundary. This is Tristan's boundary between what time you call and not call. This is an emergency. Yeah. So I want to kind of hit on that because one of the <laughs> things that that in this in the course of this conversation, we're saying people might not accept our boundaries and we can't control that. But we also have to be self-aware and mindful enough that other people are also established, have boundaries that we can't cross. Um, and that, you know, there are consequences for cutting crossing boundaries mm-hmm. so yours might be i just don't answer the phone um somebody else could be like hey you know what our relationship severed or um hey if you don't sit down at the table and eat what right. we have that's what we're doing you're not getting a whole nother meal if you don't like this meal you're just mm-hmm. not gonna eat you know um so there are there are consequences that are attached to that. And I think that that's one big thing as we establish boundaries, we also have to recognize that there are boundaries set for us. So you can't tell, for example, your husband, don't talk to me like that, but you're all up in his face, for mm-hmm. example, for example. So yep. there, that's, that's another boundary that he might say, well, you can't, you can't do this. There's, there's consequences for um, every action. There's an equal and opposite reaction. So um, that said, so how do you know, if you have bad or good or healthy boundaries, how do you know? How are you able to evaluate that as we kind of talk about um, self-evaluation? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, some people have problems, right? Maybe I'm one of them, you're one of them, right? Of really the ability to set boundaries, right? Um, and there's some there's some key things that kind of pop up, right? Where, and and I don't, I don't want to make this up. We can go to our notes, right? So like sometimes... Right. Whenever you have you're trying to establish a boundary, right, your voice of power may be stolen. Right. You may feel that. Right. Like, I just don't have the ability. My voice is not being heard. You know, something happened, you know, when you're younger, this that, and the other. And you really can't. You just don't feel you have a voice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, and that starts off saying in a youth, all of a sudden now you're in adulthood and you say you still you feel don't, you don't have a voice mm-hmm. and you don't have a voice. Not that you can't speak. It's just you have a problem maybe setting a boundary or t- approaching people saying, hey, no, this is this is who I am. This is how I operate. Would you please mind X, Y, Z? Would you please mind, you know, 
if you're going to come to my house, just at least call me first. Mm-hmm. Boundary. Night. I mean, I mean, people like some family, like, you know, just come knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. I mean, everybody may not be okay. We have some couples like, you know what? No, no, we're not answering the door. Mm-hmm. I personally don't get that, but that's their boundary. That's cool. Call me. Let me know you're on That's your cool. Way. That's cool. Yeah. So we want to get a phone call. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, hey, if 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 you're going to, you know, discipline my kid, just let me know. That may be a boundary. Hey, don't discipline my kid without me knowing. That's real. That could be a boundary. Some people may not feel comfortable enough or have a voice from when they grew up to kind of be able to communicate that. Yeah. And this is a whole, There, I mean, there's so much that goes into this because there are mm-hmm. so many things that could stop somebody from feeling like they can advocate for themselves, that they do have a voice and they do have a say in their own life. And it can be something really challenging, um, such as abusive relationships. Abusive relationships can, can rob you of your voice, whether it's a parental relationship or a spousal relationship, mm-hmm. um, where you can move out of that um, that whole context of what that was and still feel powerless. Um, so I think powerlessness is a, a really big one. Um, and even as it re- relates to um, parental relationships, I just want to, to stop there just for a second. Some of us were raised um, by being told, you know, you know, seen and not heard. So you never yeah. were taught how to speak up for yourself. You weren't, you constantly kind of grew up unsure. Some of even those you would speak up and there was punishment. There was, it was not like, okay, let me explain to you. It was, you heard me and this is, this is it. There is no conversation around this. Right. Um, and regardless of, you know, th- those circumstances, um, as an adult, you have the opportunity to make different decisions. You have an opportunity to evaluate that and to say, this was the reality that I had growing up to create a new reality for your children. If you have that, if you have them, um, but to also um, recontextualize how you will operate in the world. So, OK, I didn't have a voice when I was a young. I was muted by my parents or um, grandparents or aunts or uncles or those that might have grown up in a, a foster care system or um, guardian system. I I just couldn't speak up. I didn't feel like I had the strength um, to do so. So now, how does that affect your relationship? And being able to communicate that to those that are close to you, to say to your spouse or to say to your close friends, you know what? I'm uncomfortable trying Mm -hmm. to tell you what I need and figuring out new ways. Okay, what would help you? Some people, it's just... Try, they don't know how to say it, but maybe they can write it down. Or if you are in a relationship with a partner that needs that support, hey, why don't I sit down and, and we kind of walk through this? Okay, what do you need to make your, you feel comfortable in a home? Um, what do you need in a relationship? What security do you need? What might be some of the things that might make you feel uneasy? And then going through that with your spouse is really helpful because there might be some arguments that are happening really because you feel powerless to say anything different. Um, But your body language or your attitude or your actions are showing um, disapproval or what might be deemed as disrespect when it's really, I don't know how to, how to negotiate this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to, I want to talk to parents just for a second, right? Parents of uh, let's say young kids, young toddlers, teenagers, preteen, everything in between outside of, you know, an adult. Once you got an adult, you know, that's pretty much it. But not really it. <laughs> it's it on what I'm about to say. Okay, okay. So, like, um, to, this is parent. This is myself included. I'm a parent, right? So, I think we can be so hard on our kids that it ends up squashing their voice, hmm. right? We can criticize them so much to a, to a level. And not even, it really, it's the like, oh, you know, let a kid, you said, let a kid be at the kid place. Y'all go be quiet. Don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. And in some people, Ed may, and some kids, Ed may end up translating to say, you know what? I don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. 
So, and what you, I'm tying back, what you were saying is like, then when they get older, they don't have a voice as an adolescent. They get young adults and adults. They feel don't have a voice to be able to say, hey, you know what? Well, why don't you speak up? Well, you know, my mom and daddy always make the decisions. Mm. They, they always set the boundaries. They never had the opportunity to say and learn, okay, how to set boundaries and how to communicate back and forth. I know, don't get me wrong, some of y'all like old school, like, you know, kids shouldn't be saying nothing. But just got to understand as a, as a balance got to be put in there with that. That's yeah. all I want to kind of just, you know what, just think about it in the possibility of do you want your kid to not have a voice in how you are responding or disciplining them or having them, you know, be in their place, however, whatever have you. Yeah. I'm going to say straight out that's dangerous. It's dangerous to not teach your children and to not have been taught how to advocate for yourself. I've been in relationships prior to my marriage where I felt kind of trapped. Like I didn't know exactly what to say. Um, If we don't teach our children that, then how do they make decisions when we're gone? You know, nobody wants to think of our own mortality, but we want our kids to be able, if something were to happen, to be able to say things um, in in their own defense, to be able to say, this is the class that's going to work for me. This is the school I want to go to. This is the job I, I should be getting more money. And we need to be able to do that for ourselves. So first looking inward and saying, Tristan, Michael, self, hey, I need to do something so that I can speak up. And it doesn't have to start big. It can start, like Michael said, with please. Hey, would you please not do that? And then after a certain point, I've said, please, now I'm saying that's enough. Right. And then right. when that's enough, it goes from there. So any kind of last words I want you to tie in how resilience fit into that whole that whole conversation <laughs> before we close out our show today. So, I mean, so the, the ability to be resilient, right, really to bounce back. I think, you know, if you're setting boundaries. You still got to be able to everybody's not going to be, you know, welcoming to your boundary. Mm-hmm. So, right. So if you have the ability to be resilient. You had ability to bounce back. Even somebody crosses your boundary to say, okay, you know what? Either I got to reestablish it or reapproach them or give them some additional feedback on how I want to handle it. Or I'm at the seven relationship. If it may come to that, mm-hmm. but that's because they cross a boundary. doesn't mean I have to crumble into what they want. Yeah. I love that, that you don't have to become yeah. something different. You don't have to fall apart. You can establish a boundary and keep pushing through. As I used the example earlier, you can still play the game. Yes, indeed. You can still make it happen. So we want to know what you think. Make sure you connect with us. But thank you so much for joining us. Um, we are on Facebook and Instagram or check out our website for more content and resources. FuseMarriages.com. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it.